0: Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Basar Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. John 16 verse 5 says, But now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you ask me where are you going. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts, And taken complete possession of them. But look at verse 7. But I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him the Holy Spirit to you to be in close fellowship with you. Have you ever wondered about Jesus? Some of his statements, they just, they confuse me. He says, disciples, it's better I leave you. They're shaking their head and said, no, Jesus, you got it wrong. You ever felt Jesus got it wrong in your life? Saying, hey, I've got a plan, but you don't think it's the best plan? He's saying, it's better I leave. And he says, no, Jesus, you've really, you've missed breakfast this morning. You've really missed it today. He says, it's better I go because the comforter is going to come. And they're saying, well, who's he? And today we want to discover who he is. Holy Spirit, speak to us today. Lord, surround us and show us who you have sent to be your representative in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's take our seats. Yeah, sometimes Jesus' statement and teaching really challenges us. There were times when the disciples just shook their heads and said, Jesus, we don't get you. We love it when you do the miracles and we, we love it when you teach about love and care but we just don't get some of your statements and this was one of the ones that baffled them the most it's better if i leave and they said we're just getting used to having you around because i'm going to send someone who's going to be my representative and that was the amazing holy spirit john 14 verse 15 if you love me show it by doing what i've told you i will talk to the father and he'll provide you another friend so you will always have someone with you. This friend is the spirit of truth. The godless world can't take him in because it doesn't have eyes to see him, doesn't know what to look for, but you know him already because he's been staying with you and will be even for words Jesus is teaching here. I'm coming back in just a little while the world will no longer see me, but you're going to see me because I am alive, and you're about to come alive. (coughs) At that moment, you will know absolutely that I'm in my Father, and you're in me, and I'm in you. The person who knows my commandments and keeps them, that's who loves me. And the person who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and make myself plain to him. Now, both these passages are in in John 14 15 and 16 and they're the last days that Jesus is speaking to his disciples before he dies on the cross so these are some of Jesus last words in those chapters and in each of the chapter he talks so much about the Holy Spirit as a departing teacher might introduce the pupils to his or her replacement for the next class or the next year so Jesus introduces us to the Holy Spirit that's what he does in John 14, 15, and 16. He calls the Holy Spirit his representative. The Holy Spirit and identical power. Wow, this is what he's doing. This brought great comfort to the disciples, even though they didn't fully understand how it was all going to work out. Told them to wait in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes. They didn't know what the Holy Spirit looked like. and uh, But he's explaining to them. The Holy Spirit is described in various ways in the Bible. The Amplified says he's the comforter. Boy, we need the comforter, don't we? When you go through grief and loss and pain. The advocate, the counsellor, the friend, the helper, the intercessor, the standby, the strengthener. In the original Greek, the Holy Spirit is referred to as parakletos. A compound of two words. Para, which means alongside of, and Kletos, which means one who's designated to you. That's who the Holy Spirit is. One who comes alongside and he's designated to you to help you live out this Christian life in all of its fullness. How beautiful is our Lord to send the Holy Spirit to be one with us. The Holy Spirit has been assigned to come alongside of you. He is the presence of Jesus with and in you. Wow, wow, wow. He's the presence of Jesus with and in you. That's what the Holy Spirit is. That's why he says it's better if I go because he's going to come. Because Jesus understood that he was here for a season to be the Son of God and he could only be in one place at one time walking around uh, what we know as Israel and Galilee and that area. But he said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he can be in every believer all over the world at once and he can be there in the fullness that I can be right now in front of you. And they just were thinking, well, that sounds awesome, but how's that going to (laughs) work? We have the privilege of living in that fullness. And today is Pentecost Sunday, 50 days after the Passover before Jesus died on the cross. Penty means 50. And so that's where we uh, celebrate in church life 50 days after Jesus' death and resurrection. They needed this encouragement. It's the evening before the crucifixion. By sunrise, most of them will have abandoned Jesus. Within 24 hours, he'll be hanging on the cross. And their world will seem like it's been turned upside down. Boy, events sometimes happen in our lives, and within 24 hours, it can seem like our world's been turned upside down. Our community has felt that in these last weeks. Sometimes in our own lives, one phone call, one text, one message can turn our world upside down. And Jesus said, I've sent the Holy Spirit. You're not alone. He says, You're not orphaned, you're not alone. And sometimes we forget just how powerful the Holy Spirit is with us and within us. The fullness of God himself is resident in our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. So he walks beside us and within us. I could never do life and ministry without knowing the power of the Holy Spirit in me and through me. The most amazing, amazing friend. Every day I say, Holy Spirit, what are you up to today? I have a conversation because he's a friend. I want to encourage you. Don't think the Holy Spirit's just sort of a a feeling you get when we're all worshipping and have this amazing worship song or prayer time. No, he's a friend that wants to walk every day of life with you and in you and be our cutter, our counsellor. But Jesus clearly wants them to know, you'll never face the future without help. And neither will we in this life. Remind us of how powerful this truth is for every believer, every Christian, every church. John 14, 26, another couple of verses he spoke at this time frame. But the helper, this is the amplified, the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, the standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf, He will teach you all things and He will help you remember everything that I have told you. Peace I leave with you. My perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. Wow, I think sometimes we just rush ahead in life and we feel overwhelmed. If some of us just took two minutes regularly to stop and say, Holy Spirit, I need your help. Holy Spirit, what should I say in this situation? Spirit of the Lord, how can I respond to this challenge? Many of us have learned to do that. I've realized that when I do that, life goes so much better. And sometimes he's so gracious, he just comes in and helps us. And after we look back and say, thank you, Holy Spirit. I didn't even realize that you were doing this through me, but thank you, thank you, thank you. Because he's within us and beside us. And I want to encourage us, the the beautiful power of the Spirit and he's our friend and companion. Just make room. I remember... Some of you read uh, and heard of Catherine Kuhlman, saw tens of thousands of amazing miracles. For two or three hours before she went out on that stage to to preach and pray, for she would walk up and down at the back of the stage saying, Holy Spirit, what are you up to today? She'd talk to the Holy Spirit for two or three hours and say, I'm not going to do anything unless you're in it. I'm not going to say any words unless you're in it. She wasn't weird about it, she just tuned in. So by the time she walked out on that stage, she knew in the spirit most of the miracles that were going to happen. The Holy Spirit had already shown her what he was going to do, what she needed to preach on and focus on, and that was the power of the kingdom of God that broke loose. Yongi Cho, who's had the largest church in the world of up to 800,000 people, Pastor Abraham's preached many times in his um, multi-tens of thousands of seat auditoriums over there. He's the same. He, he wrote the book, The Fourth Dimension, the Holy Spirit that takes you and you don't have to do life on your own. He was a man dying of tuberculosis, had an incredible encounter with God. God filled the Holy Spirit and saw that nation, him and other leaders, where there was between 1% and 2% people Christians at 1900. By the end of the, the, uh, that century, there was between 40 and 50% of that nation were believers. And one of the keys was he learned to partner with the Holy Spirit and said, anything's possible when I walk with you. And I to, That's just two stories. I've learned in my life, before I come into church, before I step up here, I say, Holy Spirit, what are you up to today? What's my part in partnering with you today? That's what I do every, every um, time I'm in church. That's what I do every time wherever God's working. And uh, we had an amazing holiday. And just one story, we went to a church in uh, Launceston. We love Launceston, a beautiful city. Who's been to Launceston? Or Lonnie, as they call it. I just love the buildings and the people. And uh, we were there a couple of days. We went to IC Church and on a Saturday night. And we just wanted to be in church because some other days we were traveling on Sundays. And as we were there, we are just enjoying the worship and the, <coughs> the preaching. And as soon as Pastor God starts downloading a prophetic word to me for the church and say, Lord, I'm on holidays. This is, this is, (laughs) I'm on holidays. Give me a break. I'm just on holidays. But the whole service, it just gets stronger and clearer. So I'm taking notes here on my phone. And then on the next bottom of the line, I'm writing out all the prophecy that just kept coming, the whole service. And I'm thinking, Lord, I'm not even, I'm just here just to enjoy. Fellowship, or on holidays. But it just kept on coming. Got strong. At the end of the service after they'd come in. I just said, God's given me word for the church. Okay. Something just broke loose and it was so powerful. I said, Oh, Lord. And one of the leaders comes and says, Have you ever, do you know anything about our church? She said, No, I've never been here. I've done anything about your church. She just she's weeping. She says, That's that's the last 20 years of our church. And that's the future that you've just declared. And the pastor's wife comes and says, That's what I'm preaching on tomorrow. You've just given the points of my sermon for tomorrow. And I'm just there thinking, I was just stunned. I thought, Holy Spirit, you just love to surprise us. And why would that happen? Not that I'm any super saint, but for years I've learnt to train myself to listen and walk with the Spirit. And you train your spirit to be alert and hear His voice. And over, and then every now and then He just comes and surprises you. And I say that not to acknowledge me, it was to acknowledge how amazing the Holy Spirit is if we're just open for Him to flow through us. With a where, where you just feel nudged to go and give someone a hug or to to, to share a word of hope, and, and they just start crying. And you think, wow, what was that about? And God's grace just through our lives. Let's have a look at some of the names of the Holy Spirit. Number one's Comforter. God for the Comforter. Sometimes it just feel like that He just puts His arms around you and He just carries your heart. As Mary Lynn shared here, you wrap your heart around him. And how beautiful that is when you go through grief or loss or when you go through disappointment or setbacks or harsh words. He's the comforter. 1 Corinthians 14.3 says, But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging and comfort. How often does a word of encouragement just bring comfort to someone's soul? And in our community, Mary Lynn and I and others have just had opportunities to speak comfort into our community through, through this crisis. And God's love flows through our hearts to one another. Second Corinthians 1 3 says, Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. I love the Holy Spirit because He doesn't just bless you, but then He always has an overflow for you to share with someone else. Isn't that the nature of God? He blesses us and there's always more to pass on to others. But if we don't know how to receive it ourselves, how can we pass it on to others? And let's let's just say, God, teach us how to know how to be comforted in our own souls and then we can pass it on <coughs> through our hearts and our lives. For we, just as we share abundantly in the sufferings, of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. So number one, he's our comforter. Number two, it says he's our counsellor. You ever needed a counsel? Boy, we need it so often. And God will speak through people. He'll speak through spirit-filled people. But he wants to be your counsellor with the spirit of wisdom. Isaiah 11, 2 says, The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might. The spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Oh God, I just say, give me counsel, give me wisdom, give me wisdom. And often when you're chatting to someone and afterwards you look back and think, wow, wow, where did that come from? I know it's the Holy Spirit when it's something too smart for me to think about. <laughs> I know it's the Holy Spirit when I'm, like, what, how did you put that and that together? And you think, that's got to be God. And, and it's so refreshing because you never know how it's going to work in our hearts and our lives. Just when you're talking to your kids, sometimes the kids or uh, teenagers will come with questioning, what do I say to this? And sometimes out of your mouth will come words of wisdom and think, that's got to be the Holy Spirit because I could never have thought of that illustration to connect to their heart. And that's how we do life. It's that counselor. Thirdly, it says he's our helper. I love that. What's a helper? Someone who's there to walk with you to take your hand, to, to know that you're not alone. Hebrews 13.5 says, Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you had. Never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. Let's say it together, the Lord is my helper. You're not on your own. The enemy will say, oh, you're not good enough. God's not speaking to you today. You haven't prayed enough to this week. He's our helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Fourth one, it says he's our advocate. Now, that's a, this is a legal term, but it's broader meaning than counsel for the defense. It referred to anyone who helps someone in trouble with the law. The Holy Spirit will always stand by Christ's people, especially when the devil's accusing you and lying to you and twisting scripture just like he tried to trick Jesus in the wilderness, he took scripture and twisted it or misapplied it. The devil's really good at that. So we need to know the Holy Spirit's truth so that we don't get confused by lies or tricks of the enemy or condemnation because the Holy Spirit's always says, hold on, I'm standing with this one. I'm standing in and I'm your advocate and defense. <laughs> really good news. He's also an intercessor. Romans 8.26 says, and in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray or know the best things to ask for. I haven't got a clue what to pray for sometimes, but I pray in the Spirit and then he flows through me. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super in our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs, too deep for words, God the search of the heart knows fully our longings yet he also understands the desires of the spirit because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us his holy ones in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny and through us and I pray in other tongues that heavenly language and then out of my spirit flows words and prayers and understanding and compassion that I didn't have five minutes before that's the beauty 1 Corinthians 14, 15. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit. I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. Number six, he's our strengthener. Ephesians 6, 10. Finally be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. (coughs) And there are times where you just feel strength. I pray in the spirit and it's like I just get charged up on the inside. It's like you just put put the... uh, charge on your mobile phone and within two minutes it's fully charged how awesome would that be we heard the debate about how long does it take to charge an electric car politicians didn't know i know how long it charges up my spirit when i start praying in the holy ghost it doesn't take long it's energy it's power it's it's you're energized. number seven it says he's our standby proverbs 3 5 trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. He just stands by when you feel like you're getting overwhelmed. Number 8, he's the spirit of truth. Holy Spirit has a way of just telling the truth. We got we can excuse ourselves, we can blame, we can defend, we can adjust, we can deceive ourselves and others. But by the Holy Spirit has just a way of going, hold on. What's the truth? holy spirit will be nagging away saying no you can't get that attitude i love you too much this is the truth and we're good at but he's very persistent because he's within us and beside us You can't ignore him john 16 13 but when he the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth he will not speak on his own he will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come he brings people to the truth then the truth can set people free jesus is the way He's the truth and he is the life. And the gospel still is the power of God to salvation. And the Holy Spirit takes the word of God and changes lives. And I believe we're going to see hundreds. We're going to see thousands more people across our community come into the kingdom of God in these coming months and years. Because what the enemy tries to destroy, God's going to turn it around. And he's going to bring love and he's going to turn people's hearts for the kingdom of God. Because the truth will set people free. It will heal and restore broken families and hearts. It will draw people out of darkness into the freedom of Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit is striving with all people to come into the kingdom of God. He's the spirit of freedom. We sang that in one of our songs today, 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I love that. He's brought so much freedom in my life. I used to be a shy, introverted teenager. Hard to believe, but it's the truth. But when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, something started to break off my life and He started to release who I write. Some people are afraid of the Spirit say, I'll just become religious and weird and someone I'm not. No, the Holy Spirit will just release you to become all that God originally planned for you to be. He'll help to deal with the fear and the limitations and the excuses and the lies and He'll release your heart and spirit to be all that you were created to be. That's what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. So don't be afraid of the Spirit. Say, Lord, just fill me, overflow me so I can be all that you've made me to be. Your unique personality and gifts and calling and creativity and passion. It says he's the spirit of power. Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power, ability, efficiency and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be our witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria to the very ends of the earth. Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem Till the promise, Luke 24, 49, stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. Today, I just want to finish with the one scripture that we all know about being full of the Holy Spirit, Acts 2, 1-4. It says, On the day of Pentecost was being fulfilled, all the disciples gathered in one place. Suddenly, they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. The roar of the wind was so overpowering, it was all anyone could hear. Then all at once a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. They were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they had never learned. Wow, what a dramatic day this was. They discovered what the Holy Spirit that was promised Jesus to come. They had such a divine encounter and throughout the centuries since, millions of people, hundreds of millions of people, there's over, there's, there's, there's hundreds of Pentecostal Christians all over the world that follow Jesus and have been filled with the Holy Spirit and power. And I think it's beautiful. We've got a prime minister who's a Pentecostal Christian and the world and the media trying to work out, how, what's this like? What's a Pentecostal Christian? And thank God that uh, Pastor Scott, uh, Scott Moran's got a great pastor who is learning to communicate to the world and teaching us what it means to be speaking in tongues and to be a Christian who lives out for the kingdom of God. And let's not be afraid. Let's not be intimidated. Let's live out our spirit-filled life naturally, freely, powerful through our fruit and our gifts. It's interesting to note, in verse one it says, "It, it came to be fulfilled the day of Pentecost happened. The Greek word to fill completely or to be fulfilled. Pentecost was one of the main feasts of Israel. The name is derived from Pentecostus, which means 50th, since it was held on the 50th day after the Passover Sabbath. It was also known as the Feast of Harvest. Rushing mighty wind. The Aramaic can also be translated like the roar of a groaning spirit. This mighty wind is for power, the breath of Jesus breathed in disciples in John 20 was for life, but the Holy Spirit breathed upon us for power. You don't have to live just with your limited capacity. The power of the Holy Spirit will take you into supernatural ways of doing life. So often God will take me beyond the natural into the supernatural. And God wants to teach us how to do that naturally and powerfully. It says it for house. This was interesting. Yesterday I was studying this. Although most believe this was in an upper room, it's possible to conclude from the original language that they were filled with the Holy Spirit in one of the rooms around the temple. Traditional Christian teaching is that they were filled with the Holy Spirit in the upper room, but... Two of the Bible commentaries say the original language indicates it may have happened there, but it was most likely in one of the temple courts where they met every day. And that sort of blew my theology. I think, God, hold on, I better have a think of that. I thought it was one version. I went to two and read the study notes. I said, it's most likely that's where it happened. So where it happened doesn't really matter. It was the power of the Spirit that overflowed them with such a roar, the whole city started to gather Let me tell you, when the Spirit of God moves in and through your life, people cannot. The days are coming where the Spirit of God flowing through His church, through His families, through His people. They will not be able to ignore the roar, the sound, the the love, the demonstration of kingdom, grace and power that's coming across our city and across our nation. No one can stop that because when God starts to pour it out, it overwhelms and overcomes every spirit of darkness. It overcomes every intellectual argument that says that can't be true because the Spirit of God, when He's released, it breaks through every stronghold of darkness. It will break through every fear that has held people in bondage. It will break through the excuses and the religious lies. Let me tell you, the Spirit of God is going to pour out in this church and across our community and our nation for His kingdom's sake. And when he broke in, he said, it hasn't stopped. This is the beginning and it will continue. Let me tell you, the Spirit of God is going to continue to rescue thousands out of darkness to light. His power is going to flow through you and I with confidence and freedom. He's going to teach us how to walk with Him beside us and in us and through us in the natural and spiritual dimensions of our lives. And that fire reminds the pillar of fire that led Israel from bondage into the promised land. The same pillar of fire manifested here to initiate a new beginning from dead religious structures into the powerful life of the Spirit. Each believer received an overpowering flame of fire signified by the shaft of light that engulfed them. Thank you for joining us.